Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio.
Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Prayer International Radio here. This is our, what's today, Tuesday night broadcast. 
our call-in number, as always, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something or something you want to talk about, please give us a call. And so I'm going to just jump into the um, scripture here. We're going to start with um, Psalm 20 tonight and see where this takes us. Father, Lord, we give you complete control over this broadcast, over every word that's spoken. Father, that you would glorify the name of Jesus Christ tonight. In the hearts and in the minds of every person who's listening, Father, Holy Spirit, take your words and make them alive to these people tonight. Excuse me. So it says in Psalm 20, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God, of the God of Jacob, defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all of your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. You know what's interesting about um, that verse, about that last um, passage, and that he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices, that later on in Scripture, in multiple places, it says that obedience is better than sacrifice. You can be a cheerful giver. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Um, those who give out of the abundance of their heart and not necessarily the abundance of their pocketbooks. But obedience is more important, and God loves obedience more than anything, and obedience is required. Being a giver isn't actually required. It's sort of like an extra, but obedience is required. And as Jesus said um, to the Pharisees when talking about the law, that there's some things they should have done without leaving other things undone. And while we don't want to forsake or give up, um, the spirit of giving and giving out of compassion and the abundance of what the Father's given us at the same time. We need to understand that um, all the sacrifices in the world don't mean anything without being obedient. Jesus said that if you love me, you will keep my commands. And so, how ironic is it? Um, for so many people to declare that they love him, but don't keep his commands. And it says in verse 4, May he grant you according to your heart's desire. May he grant you according to your heart's desire, which means the Father giving you what's in your heart. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what the true desire of your heart is. He knows what you really long for, what you really want. And the prayer is that he would grant that and fulfill all your purpose. Now, so this is um, two-part. One, that he would grant you that um, according to your heart's desire and in this process fulfill all of your purpose. And what is your purpose? The Bible says that um, before he formed you in the womb, he knew you. Before you were born, he had a plan for you. And the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 is what he, the book of Jeremiah starts with, it says in 
Jeremiah 1, 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. And then said I, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all of whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And you see, as um, he said to Jeremiah, you know, the Lord saying, I had a, pur- I had a plan, I had a, pur- I had a purpose for you. And the Lord has to reveal those plans and purposes to us because we don't always know exactly what those plans and purposes are. You know, sometimes we um, don't necessarily um, think, we talked about this a little bit last night with um, Job, and I guess we'll continue a little bit with that. We sometimes don't, we, we have dreams and visions um, of things we'd like to do for the Lord. And, but they sometimes stay at the back of our head as these great um, exploits that we'd like to um, perform um, for the Lord. And a lot of times we think that's all they are, they're just um, daydreams and just visions that we're having. But, you know, the Lord puts those desires in your heart, and as the Scripture said, that he would grant to you according to your heart's desires. And knowing that he will grant your heart's desires, one problem some people struggle with is just not trusting the Lord, not believing that the Lord could ever cause them to be able to do those things which they so long to do for him. But the Lord is saying that, I mean, he's a God who can do anything. Who created heaven and earth, nothing's too hard for him. And if you put the desires in your heart, then it means just possibly that he has a plan and a purpose for you and that he's trying to point you into that direction. If you've always had a desire to sing for the Lord, maybe he called you to be a worshiper or to be a worship leader. If he gave you a gift of teaching and you love to teach people and you love to go over scripture with people, maybe he put it in deep in your heart for you to be a teacher of the word. If your desire is to always talk to people about the Lord and especially those who don't know the Lord, maybe the Lord's called you to be a preacher or an evangelist. And, you know, you can be all these different callings, um, a prophet, a pastor, teacher, evangelist, without ever being actually in a physical profession of the ministry, of the, of the ministry because these gifts and these talents are granted unto men through the Holy Spirit as he gives grace to each one for the gifts that he's given them. And they are part of your very identity and your nature in the Lord and the plans and the purposes he has for you. And it doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter what you do for your nine-to-five job. You still have the ability to serve the Lord in the midst of any situation. I'm actually flipping through scripture because in the process of going through scriptures, I actually um, 
lost what I was talking about, but you know, like it says here in um, Psalms 100, it says, know, 103, it says, know that the Lord, he is God, he is, it is he who made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. You know, it's not, you know, it's funny because um, the president of the United States, um, Barack Obama, got in trouble the other day because he got up and um, was declaring to a bunch of business people that um, he told them to think about their business or whatever, and he said, do you think you built that? Um, and he was implying that the government had something to do with it. And many people took offense to that. But, you know, in reality, that's something God could say to every one of us, is that he's the one who formed every one of us. He's the one who called us. He's the one who blessed us and put his anointing upon us when we didn't deserve it. And who is he who can question the Lord? Who is it who can stand before the Lord and declare like he does? Who is always faithful from generation to generation? Who is always faithful to fulfill his word in your life? Even when we're not faithful to keep his command. So we're going to take a quick break um, so I can find the scripture I was working on, and then we will be right back.
his abundance of his mercy, he pours grace grace upon grace into our lives. <clears throat> and we don't really don't have to do anything for the blessing of the Lord. It says he's going to provide for us. He prepares a table for us in the midst of our enemies. Our cup runneth over. You know, that's part of the very nature of being a child of the Most High God is being blessed. But sometimes provisions, as they're related to acts of obedience, are a little bit different. And just to give you an example, um, you know, the Lord has to sometimes demonstrate to us his faithfulness. And it doesn't always happen at once, not because he has to work up to it, but it's that we have to get to the point of actually trusting him and believing him. You know, when the children of Israel were in the middle of the desert and the Lord provided manna for them, he let them know, only pick up enough for today. Don't pick up any more for tomorrow. Don't try to store some back. Don't put some in a basket and just hide it in your in your tent. Get just what you need for today and come back tomorrow, and I'll provide for you again tomorrow. So what they had to do is they had to learn to step in. They had to learn, number one, to be obedient to the Lord. And number two, they had to learn to trust him because they had no food. They were hungry. They were starving, and food's raining down from heaven. And the Lord says, uh-uh, uh, don't get too much. Only get what you need. I know your first instinct is to get as much as you can to store it back, to store it up, which we're all like that at times. But the Lord's saying, no. I'm the God, of, I'm the God who, who is and was and who is to come, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am who I am. I exist. I'll be the same tomorrow as I was today. The same provision I provided for you today, I provide for you tomorrow. But only when tomorrow comes. And that provision won't always come early. You notice in the story of Jonah, the Lord had prepared a whale for Jonah to be there when Jonah needed the whale to be there. You know, the, the ocean is a pretty big place. Um, I'm assuming this was um, the Mediterranean Sea or the, something like that or um, possibly the Atlantic. I don't know how far ships traveled back then um, or where or where all the, these little cities are. I probably should have looked it up on a map. But, you know, we talked about yesterday about how um, whales are migratory animals. So who instinctually, instinctually um, have this migration path they follow for the course of their life that takes them from one part of the earth all the way around. And, I mean, it's an amazing journey that um, whales take. But yet the Lord had prepared a whale to come to Jonah. And the whale showed up, and it, the whale wasn't swimming around the boat, because then the sailors would have had more than more to worry about than just the storm and just the waves and just the fact that the boat was breaking apart. They would have been like, look, there's a whale in the water. But no, they didn't see the whale. But the, the whale was on its way. When the whale got there right 
when Jonah got thrown over. Jonah gets thrown over. Whale swallows him up. Because the whale, while it was a symbol to some people of punishment, it was a symbol of finding yourself in a situation because you weren't obedient and the end result that could have been death. In the midst of death, the Lord was able to provide. The Lord was able to sustain. The Lord was able to prove his faithfulness, not only to Jonah, but to the people in Nineveh, whom he sent Jonah to go see. You see, when the Lord was providing for Jonah in the whale, it wasn't just for Jonah. It was also for the people of Nineveh who needed the word of the Lord, who were a wicked people, who the Lord was sending a pronunciation of judgment upon them if they didn't repent. But it was that important to the Lord for them to turn back to him so that he wouldn't have to destroy the land. Over and over in Scripture, we see the Lord pronouncing judgment upon nations and kingdoms and kings and princes. But in the midst of proclaiming judgments that would come, also providing a way for repentance, pleading and interceding for repentance, through normal men and women like you and me, who the Lord has anointed and called to various different nations around the world. Just as he did with Abraham, who stood before the Lord and interceded on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. And while a good person may know of some kind of pending disaster, but Abraham wasn't in Sodom and Gomorrah. If you read the story in Genesis, him and his um, his brother-in-law, um, Lot, split up. Abraham went one way, Lot went the other, and headed towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham went the other way. So how did Abraham know of the impending doom of Sodom and Gomorrah when the people of Sodom and Gomorrah didn't know it? Well, it's because the Lord revealed it to him. It's because the Lord, because Abraham had communion, had intercession with the Lord, and the Lord would share the things of his heart to him. The Lord would go into counsel, if you will, with a man, a mere person, and tell Abraham, hey, Abraham, I have this city over here, completely unrighteous, who doesn't call upon my name, who worships false gods. And I plan on destroying it. And Abraham said, no, Lord. I know you, Lord. If there was only 50 righteous, would you not save it? And God's like, yeah, I guess, 50 righteous. And Abraham worked him down to five righteous. And I believe in, couldn't even find that, which, you know, looking around the world we live in sort of seems like what the Lord would find right about these days as it says would be in the time of Noah 
But, you know, the days of dreams and expectations aren't over. The Lord still has a plan to fulfill in your life. The scripture says that that which he has begun, he will complete in you until the day of Christ. Until the day you breathe your last breath, his plan and his purpose for your life is still active and it's in motion. And it's not always up to you to make the plan and purpose happen. It's not always up to you to be able to figure out how the Lord's going to get you from here to there. Sometimes you just need to trust the Lord. Sometimes you just need to take the dream and your visions, take those desires of your heart, which the Bible, the scripture says in Psalms, that he would to grant you the desires of your heart and fulfill all your purpose. And he is faithful to fulfill the purpose which he started in you. Completely faithful to fulfill the purpose that he started in you no matter what. And it really doesn't matter what your current situation looks like. It doesn't matter what job you have. It doesn't matter where you're living. It doesn't matter what relationships you're in. Because it's not your power. It's his.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.